It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Happy Thursday, everyone. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. J.C. Sherbert here with you, along with Phil Mullinax. Uh, it's a game day, right, in uh, certain corners of college football. Uh, started thinking this morning when I woke up, I was like, man, the Gamecocks uh, used to open uh, on, on this Thursday. I, gosh, I, I didn't really go through and do the math. I'm not good at math, and unless I put my mind to it right, Phil. Uh, but uh, it, it was a long time up until the, the first of the Will Muschamp era mm-hmm. when Carolina played at Vandy. They usually opened uh, traditionally on this Thursday. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of like the Saturday openers. Uh, myself, uh, it, 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 you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I did like the fact that, you know, you got the nervousness and, and the Carolina game out of the way and you could relax on Labor Day weekend and, uh, and just kind of chill, you know, that's right. That's right. <laughs> watch everybody else struggle and suffer or whatever. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, certainly, you know, th- those were some really, uh, good moments. I'll, I'll never forget the, uh, first Spurrier game. Uh, against Central Florida the next year at Mississippi State. Uh, I was in Starkville for that. Um, Marcus Lattimore's first game against Southern Miss in 2010 was a epic uh, game. I mean, so- Southern Miss was kind of feel a lot like Georgia State uh, mm. coming in. You know, Larry Fedora coached him then. That was back when he was a good coach. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he was a- – <laughs> North Carolina ruined him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went to the Tar Heels, and all of a sudden things were bad. But um, they uh, they came in, and uh, gosh, I remember there was a lot of drama before that game. There was uh, some kind of compliance news where uh, some guys maybe weren't going to be able to play, and everybody got nervous. And all of a sudden, everybody was ready to play, and uh, the game guys beat them pretty good. Went on to have a good season, but it was um, that was good, and then. Uh, honestly, you know, the 2015 and 2016, Phil, were two games, uh, one one against North Carolina and Charlotte, where UNC ended up being uh, like a 10-win team that year. Carolina, yeah. of course, was 3-9 and nine and was a disaster, but the Gamecocks won. Uh, and uh, also, Muschamp's first game. I mean, look, say what you want about that era, but – that would have been a bad, bad, bad loss. Uh, even though Vandy did, uh, Vandy did go to a bowl that year, <laughs> and, I think they were just <laughs> and they did beat Tennessee. That was what Derek Mason was good at, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Beating Tennessee, um, the Gamecocks went up there and found a daggum way to win, right? Thirteen yeah. to ten in that first game, and uh, they wouldn't have gone to the postseason otherwise. So that uh, I believe that was the last Thursday opener uh, South Carolina's had. But uh, you know, anyway, good memories. Uh, but uh, we have to wait two more days. Uh, Tennessee gets a kickoff against the – and I'll tell you this, Phil, too, what's interesting about it. Since the Gamecocks have quit playing on Thursday nights, the ma- Thursday night matchups are god-awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, Ten- yeah. Tennessee's playing ball I – mean, in the SEC. I'll say that, in the mm-hmm. SEC. Tennessee's playing who? Ball, ball State tonight? Ball State, yep. Oh, yeah. You think yeah. they're going to score like 70? I think. I, I, I think that's the only, only question about that game. Yeah, uh, anyway, got a good show lined up for you today. Uh, my apologies to those of you that uh, are sitting with bated breath 
for the poll question, I just put it up on the Big Spurt. What is your favorite Gamecock game day tradition? 2001, Sandstorm, Gamecock Walk, which I think is a little underrated, or other. Uh, and you can answer that on Twitter or on the BigSpur.com. And, Phil, I believe we have an early guest today, right? Um, should be. Yep, Brent Crawford's going to jump in here at about 11.15. 11.15 today, and then we got Chris Phillips at 11.30, correct? Yep, yes, sir. Back to back. This is a power hour, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. A power mm-hmm. hour. Of course, uh, you also have the Nana Sports chat box, which is blowing up right now. Uh, Colin mentions the Pitt West Virginia backyard brawl should be fun. They hate each other. They do. Yep. Uh, and and th- this is why I have a a lot of sympathy for West Virginia fans. Number one, <laughs> they're an outpost in the Big Twelve, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they they have to fly. I think the closest school to West Virginia, maybe Iowa State. Can you imagine driving from Morgantown, West Virginia, to Ames, Iowa? And be yeah. like, wow, this is really close. Yeah. Now it's not it's not gonna be that way for very much longer because Cincinnati's coming in, but um can you imagine like your closest uh deal is Cincinnati? Okay. You know, <laughs> and then you're like, Oh great, bring us Cincinnati. Um they've had both their rivals uh, ripped away from them because uh mm-hmm. they hate Virginia Tech as well. You, you remember Marcus Vick uh in Morgantown? <laughs> I'll never forget. Mark, this is not Michael Vick. This is Mark Marcus's brother, who was a good player, right? So Marcus like runs for like a Marcus Vick. For the those of you that just tune in, don't don't think Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Vick uh, runs around like the right side, I think, for about a forty yard touchdown. Uh, it's at Morgantown, West Virginia, and and he just like flags them the bird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Virginia Tech doesn't they, they don't like each other either. Uh, so they've been stripped of their rivals. Um, you know, even if they got to play Virginia, who they Virginia just doesn't really acknowledge West Virginia, right? They're, they're really stuck up. Uh, but, but, you know, even if they got to play Virginia or somebody, or even like, you know, some of the teams they used to play, shoot, give them Miami. Uh, I think those fans would be happy. But, uh, I mean, you know, Texas Tech, West Virginia, you're going to get up for that. No, no, no. No. I mean, it's fun for a couple of years for Oklahoma and Texas to come in. Right. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I know. Um, So anyway, Nana Sports chat box blowing up. I'm going to go through it like we always do. Two days till kickoff, folks. It's very exciting. Um, I have a kickoff tonight. I got into a freshman football game. Oh, nice. The the Moose is playing um, (laughs) out of town. We're going over to the big city of Aurora. We're Wayne's World. That's right. Wayne's we're World. Wayne's World. You know, so we're going to get in the little, uh, the Pacer. Isn't that what Garth drove as the Pacer? Oh, I thought it was a Gremlin. Gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Nah. So Craig rolls two days. Uh, Nana Sports chat box. By the way, the hour number one of Inside the Game Gamecocks' show, as always, brought to you by Cindy Searfoss, Realtor Caldwell, Banker Kane in the upstate, by hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Daniel Morgan Avenue, many of you have taken advantage of her services, uh, buying a house, selling a house. And, and I'm going to tell you this, after a long conversation with my, my fiance last night, I may be calling Cindy pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I said that wrong. People are going to get worried. We, her and I, maybe <laughs> calling Cindy pretty soon. I, I didn't want anybody to think anything was up. You know, I go, what happened? Mm-mm-mm. 
She finally realized she could do better, didn't she, JC? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, so be, be sure to contact Cindy. Um, you'll hear the ad and all that good stuff. Craig says, two days. I'm with you, Craig. John mm-hmm. says, the Bellingham, Washington Bureau of TBS is reporting for duty. Hashtag two more days. I can actually feel the excitement mm-hmm. in John's uh, chat here. I guess yeah. you call it a chat text, whatever. Uh, Clint Morrison says, two days indeed, Craig. Uh, Jeff Fowler, morning, gents. Go Cox and Semper Fi. As always, what do we tell him after Semper Fi, Phil? Thank you for your service. Amen. Austin says, we made it to September, y'all. Heck yeah. Xavier says, listening from OMAC, Washington, by way of Wintachi, Washington. Yeah, Zay, I'm jealous of Xavier and John out there in the Northwest, man. I mean, that's uh, that's beautiful country. I, I, I say that because every, I'm lucky. Every time I've been to, to Washington State, Seattle, uh, Portland, wherever. I've been there probably like, I guess, six, seven, eight times because they used to have an opening out there for work. It's always been sunny. <laughs> well, you've never really had the full experience. Then. No, I haven't. No, they're like, it's, it's only sunny 10% of the time out here, you lucky dog. And, and man, that place, though, Phil, when it's sunny, there, there's no more beautiful place. I mean, it's all lush and green because it rains all the time, and it's it's always like wet and stuff like that. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous part of the country, especially uh, when it's hot. You know, during these dog days of now September. Uh, but anyway, jealousy, you guys out there, uh, you, you guys. When Carolina kicks off uh, against Arkansas and Georgia, you get a nice 9 a.m. kickoff. So, right. kegs and eggs, brother. Kegs and eggs. Yep. Sean says 55 and a half hours till kickoff. Don't tell me that, Sean. I'm going to start a countdown yep. clock tick, on my tick, phone. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, away. <laughs> Austin says, chance of rain Saturday. Sure hope that'll hold off. I would imagine that only helps Georgia State. I don't know. Mm, um, yeah. I, you know, they say, usually think, okay, when it rains, uh, it helps the run game. Uh, but like Steve Spurrier used to say this, he's like, well, it's not the rain shoot. It's the wind. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, uh, the wind is what's going to screw your passing game up. So if it's windy, you know, that's one thing he, he said in the rain, the receivers know where they're going. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they can run around. So not the DBs don't. So you have the, 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 uh, chance of slipping mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I tend to think, uh, we all kind of sit around sometimes when there's a game and if there's a like a 10-day forecast where there's there's rain, people kind of panic and keep an eye on it. And, um, <laughs> gosh, there's a weather thread on the Big Spur that started about 10 years ago. Uh, I think it's got a million views. Oh, <laughs> so, so during hurricane season and whenever, it, 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 it's always good. So I'm good uh, that's so long it. as there's no lightning. Um, that's the Ed, thing. Yeah. Ed, ask, Ed asked a very good house cleaning question here, and we'll do that. Then we're going to get to Brad Crawford. JC, have you scrapped the morning monologue, or did I miss something? It Nobody was listening to it, Ed. Uh, I looked at the numbers, and, and it wasn't even close uh, to, like, even like a normal – podcast that I used to do on my own. Uh, so I, I'm going to reevaluate that and figure that out. I enjoyed doing it and and some people liked it, but you know, kind of when you look at it, it, it was like, well, nobody's listening. So <laughs> you know, it's like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. All right. We're going to get to Brad Crawford uh, for his second time here. Uh, at uh, inside the game Cox's show. Brad, how are you, buddy? Hey man, thanks for having me today. I was, Listening to y'all's weather discussion, 
Let me tell you, JC, some of our most clicked content during the season is weather delays, what <laughs> panel the game's on. I mean, lightning delays. Yeah, we, we might see that Saturday night at Williams Bryce. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would, you know, the only thing that I would be uh, probably not happy about would be if they call it off, kind of like Florida did a few years ago against Idaho. Right. I mean, that could have cost Will Muschamp his job, really. I think it'll be fine, yeah. You know? They're going to play the game. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's like 20%, 30%. It rain's not bad. Uh, it, it is lightning that can kind of get you off. But, yeah, you think about that Will Muschamp here at Florida his last year. They canceled the game against, I think, Idaho because of, yeah. of, of lightning. Uh, so they only had 11 games. And then they lost uh, unbelievably to LSU and South Carolina. <laughs> and and then he didn't coach the bowl. So so he would have been sitting on nine wins maybe that year. Had two un, three unbelievable things and then uh, the bowl game. Uh, there's, it, there's a reason SEC head coaches schedule – you know, three non-conference games where they're double-digit favorites in. Like, you you need those wins in the SEC. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Well, Brad, um, you know, first of all, uh, I, I saw some of your reaction yesterday to the NIL announcement. Yep. And I also know that a lot of Gamecock fans, which is 98% of our audience, there's a couple of clubs of people that tune in and just to make fun of us. But uh, it, uh, I, you know, so everybody knows you, you, the tweet you put out over the summer about, Awesome things coming, revolutionary, all that. Let's just get this out in the open. Yesterday's announcement was huge. That's not necessarily what you were tweeting about, though. It's not. That That's part yeah. of it. That's just the tip of the iceberg, man. I won't, I won't reveal in today's show, but there's, I'm not there's either. a lot. I mean, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of big things coming at, at South Carolina, man. Like, like I mentioned in July, coming out of media days, it's a great time to be a Gamecock fan right now. I think the university has a lot of forward-thinking employees, very, very innovative folks like Chance Miller. So, uh, you know, he he deserves a lot of credit, though. By the way, I I saw his spot on y'all show yesterday, and you know, just uh, just the praise he should receive for this. You know, being someone who's been ahead of the curve. You know, through through this NIL partnership, you know, South Carolina sort of becomes a facilitator of sorts. You know, for prospective student athletes to kind of build their brands from a marketing standpoint. I think so. I mean, nowadays, right, Phil? That's huge, right? Um, I mean, it, you know, it's it's driving a lot of things for sure, uh, especially, yeah. you know, basketball and, and, you know, baseball, I think, are really big. People always go to football to start, but it, it's huge in basketball and uh, baseball right now. So I we're, think so. Put us ahead of the game, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say, like, I, I just think recruiting has just significantly changed in the NIL era. I mean, not – not only are you recruiting a player now, you're also sort of buying into that player's brand in terms of some of these high-profile mm-hmm. four- and five-star guys. You know, there's, there's a reason elite football players sign with Bama because they're expecting a return on their investment a few years later in the NFL draft. So, mm-hmm. so now in South Carolina, you know, you have a fully staffed group that's going to help you land these NIL deals in college and sort of build your social profile in your career that, you know, makes you more marketable down the line for future earnings. Absolutely. And you look at a guy like Nicholas Harbor, who's a dual sport athlete, uh, who I keep saying he's going to be in the Olympics. I I would be surprised if he wasn't, you know, (laughs) at some point, I mean, nobody's that fast and that big man. Uh, Hussein Bolt's probably the only other guy that compares. Uh, And and you want that marketability. I mean, you know, and and it's not even just about football for him. It's about, you know, an Olympic sport. So I I thought it was a gigantic, uh, 
move. I think that uh, it, it's one that really can can help. And you know, like you mentioned, Bama, they sell that, Brad, down there better than anybody they have for 15 yeah. years. Here's yeah. what we here's where we can get you. Nick Saban always talks about creating value uh, for his players. We, yep. we we like to create value. You know that's what he says. And uh, South Carolina's well on the way to doing that. Well, you're a shoe guy, uh, so I'll ask you about this other topic here. I am. I am. Uh, so I do South not Carolina. have any Nike or Jumpman scoop. know there's no scoop there. Your opinion. Uh, about the shoe deal, I, I was not anti Under Armour when they switched from Russell, right? Because it right. they were with Russell and Spur, Spurrier didn't even like Russell. Spurrier got there actually. Spurrier's first year, they wore Reebok cleats. You know, he's wow. like, we're not wearing these Russell cleats. We're just wearing Reebok. You know, yeah. uh, and then they got the Under Armour deal. I thought it was fine at the time. I I've grown sort of. I've kind of got over Under Armour a little bit, but wh- where do you think they should go apparel wise? Uh, uh, because that's, from what my understanding, they're not in a big rush to right. end that contract, but but it will come up soon. And uh, when that happens, there's a good chance they switch uh, brands. I mean, if if you go, JC, to any high school recruiting event, any Elite 11, um, go to any high school game in South Carolina on Friday nights, I mean, you're, you're looking at probably 10% of teams are still with Under Armour. It's just a brand that, in my opinion, is not it's not dying. Obviously, Under Armour is still profitable. As you mentioned, it's a very lucrative deal right now for South Carolina, but jumping into Adidas or Nike or even Jumpman, Oklahoma, Florida, Michigan, those three schools are sort of Jumpman's flagship along with UNC, but that's a recruiting tool. You know, we we talk about uniforms and, and, and helmets making a difference and, and facilities. You know, I've, I've written a ton the last mm-hmm. five or six years on facilities and how big of an impact that is, but, you know, also it's, what you wear on your feet, you know, Gamecock recruits walk into that football building. They see three or four models that have Under Armour on. But just imagine, you know, the the impact of, you know, seeing a jump man on your shirt or, you know, wearing wearing some of Nike's vapor cleats. Oregon, by the way, is debuting a new cleat Saturday against Georgia. That is just, you know, millions of impressions and viewers that want to see that and think, man, Oregon looks awesome this weekend. Yeah, that's that's Oregon's done a great, almost better than any other. I kind of like what Adidas has been doing too with yeah. some of the uniforms. I I, I thought uh, it was actually during the Muschamp era when it hit me. I was like, well, you know, Will has kind of this philosophy that you the kids get to pick the uniforms. And I was like, well, that's yeah. great. It's kind of like an Oregon type. We're going to have a different uniform every week, and you know, you got two primary colors or whatever. I was like, super, but you know, then like what with what they did with it, I was like. All you're basically doing is mixing and matching colors. You look like Texas Tech at the time. Yeah, and, and and South Carolina sort of became a – everyone was waiting for a uniform reveal on Thursday afternoon rather than, like, yeah. they can win the game Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's one thing yeah. Shane Beamer's changed. According to our, right. our friends at the Spurs Up show, by the way, Garnet jerseys, white helmets, white pants. So just your normal game.com uniform. So how do you see this game this weekend, Brad? Uh, Georgia State, South Carolina. Then I'm going to get your your take on the rest of the SEC games, Uh, starting with tonight uh, in the Vols and and if they will hang 75-plus or (laughs) 77-plus on Ball State. But uh, go ahead with Georgia State. I mean, I kind of see it as a a tough group of five team coming to Columbia. Yeah, this is a team that could certainly win the Sun Belt, you know, could could probably win nine games this year after a loss Saturday night. But 
this is a team that likes to run the football. I think every analyst has has probably said this all all throughout the week. You know, Georgia State was 70-30 run pass last season. Likes to slow the game down a bit. That's Sean Elliott's M.O. You know, he likes to lean on that offensive line. Several top-end running backs back that – I think that they have three guys that rushed for at least 550 last season, including Jam, you know, who was yeah. a South Carolina a few years ago. But I think it comes down to the Gamecocks being able to control the line of scrimmage. If the front seven plays well, I don't see how Georgia State is going to be able to sustain drives in this game. You know, that being said, South Carolina did struggle against the run at times last season. And like I said, Georgia State has that veteran backfield. But I think if Georgia State is able to, you know, get get five to six yards to play on first down, then that's, that, that's the kind of danger zone the Gamecocks don't want to be in where, you know, you're sort of battling possessions and needing to score touchdowns when you touch the ball. But I think Marcus Satterfield can can go somewhat vanilla Saturday night and and still win this game. And I know 12 points is sort of a weird line, but I think Gamecocks at least win by a touchdown and and get into week two against Arkansas with not a lot of tape being shown. I think – oh, that's that's huge right there. You know, Carolina too, when it's a 12-point spread, yep. I think Auburn and North Carolina both last year were 12-point spreads. So. Right. Maybe that's a lucky number that, that that doesn't. Okay, starting tonight, you got a couple of SEC games, uh, Ball State, Tennessee. Uh, I think the only question is, will the ball, ball – how many points will, will Tennessee score? Uh, I think if you're Tennessee and you, you only get to like 35 or 40, their fans may be a little disgruntled, disappointed. Of course, yeah. you got – I mean, they got Pitt the next week. Pitt plays tonight uh, at uh, Heinz Field against West Virginia. Uh, and so that's interesting. Missouri, Louisiana Tech's the other one, and then you have a full weekend of games. You know, how, how do you see some of these SEC games, uh, uh, and really around the country, Brad? You, you cover the whole country, kind of play it out. What intrigues you uh, about um, the schedule for the weekend? Yeah, man, I'll, I'll give you a lock of the week first. Arkansas yeah. minus six. I, I like Arkansas a lot. I've I've been high on the hog since you know before spring practice when. I knew Jefferson would, would be a developed quarterback, you know, a year later in the Kendall Breyer system. Getting getting Drew Sanders from Alabama. Look, he's a former five-star signee who backed up Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. <laughs> in front of those two guys, right? Uh, he's going to be a, a splashy linebacker at Arkansas. Really, really one of the SEC's most impactful transfers, in my opinion. So I, I like Arkansas big over Cincinnati. Cincinnati had nine NFL draft picks, school record. Yeah, um, Fickle, man, he's able to sign three-star guys and develop these players in the NFL draft picks. So that's that's a guy who's going to get a big-time uh, top ten job in the near future. Uh, Tennessee tonight, though, JC, I like uh, I like Hendon Hooker probably over under touchdowns at like four and a half. He's going to have a big game. He'll mm-hmm. he'll probably play about you know the first series into the third quarter. Uh, Ball State coach, I listened to his presser on Tuesday and. He didn't sound all that confident going into New as a, as a six, I mean, six touchdown underdog. I mean, that's a that's a game where uh, you want to try to stay injury free if you're Tennessee and and get to week two with a pretty big win. Definitely, and uh, I'm telling you this that I know the Vols lost to Pitt last year, uh, and so the, kind of the the perception is, well, you know, they lost early. They're a different team. Pitt's good. Okay, I, I, you know, I don't, I think that West Virginia, that'll be a heck of a game tonight with West Virginia. Uh, there's a lot of uh, positivity about Keaton Slovis up there. Uh, and a lot of folks think they could repeat 
as ACC champs. You know, you, there's a lot of talk about NC State, a lot of talk about Clemson, Miami, but then yeah, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on NC State? You know, I've I've kind of compared NC State to South Carolina over the years. Yeah. A lot of our listeners know that I I live in Fayetteville, so I'm in Tar Heel, NC State <laughs> country. But man, this this seems like the year that it could really all come together if you're a Wolfpack fan. It looks like it. And, and, and what's impressive to me about it, Brad, they've done it with like, you know, mostly three-star kids from North Carolina. Yeah. And and they've evaluated really, really well. Um, I just, you know, I remember 2017 and I remember that defense they had and how many draft picks they have on the front seven. Yeah. And they, they held the game cost to 220 yards and, and lost and, and they lost to Wake Forest and finished eight and four. But, uh, NC State uh, is a popular pick. We actually have a, a listener that sent in his playoff picks, and he picked NC State to go to the playoff. So yeah. how about that? I'm not yeah. that high, but I they, they, can, they can get to the New Year's Six. That that yeah. game Clemson though, man, is going to be really tough for State to win. Yeah, yeah I, I would not bet against Dabo and then that crowd in that game. I mean, they may end up winning at ten to three, but I yeah. think they. I think I, I wouldn't bet against him. I wouldn't bet against him. Georgia, Georgia Clemson all over, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think Georgia Tech will, will hang with Clemson or nah on, on Monday night? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that game because I want to see how many snaps that Cade Klubnik takes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nebo has said all summer that, you know, the, the quarterback rotation is going to be first team Uyunglele and, and the five-star freshman is going to play. I think we all know, you know, the, the writing's on the wall for DJ. If, if he doesn't play well the first couple of weeks of September, this, this is going to be Cade's offense. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Streeter, Clemson's OC, said this week that, you know, Kay's going to certainly play Monday night against Georgia Tech. Um, Jeff Collins, man, he he needs to win something this year. Yeah. He's on the hottest seat in the ACC. And for, for some reason, man, no one no one can win at Georgia Tech despite being in Atlanta with so many athletes at the high school level. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand why Georgia Tech's not not a better job than it is and, and why people can't consistently win there. Paul Johnson turned that. Paul Johnson was so cavalier about recruiting, so yeah. cavalier. He just, he just. Uh, so basically, he left a roster as a lot like the Citadel. Um, yeah. You know, and with, with his system, they were able to hang with anybody. Dude, 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 that, that, you know, they would go, they would go beat Florida State. They would always hang in the bounce. They go beat Florida State forty nine forty five, and turn around and struggle with Jacksonville State. You know, forty two to, to thirty five or something like that. I mean, that's just kind of how they rolled. Um, Georgia Tech is too good of a pro, of traditionally too good of a program, Brad, for me, in my opinion, to be that radical. You don't have to do that there. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Collins, good recruiter. Uh, the, the portals killed him, you know, and I don't think he does himself any favors by doing things like not putting out a depth chart and uh, what, actually, what that, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, I, I actually watched the Georgia Tech Clemson game from last year, yesterday afternoon. Every time Jameer Gibbs touched the ball, though, like Miles Murphy or somebody else was in his face, like no, no wonder he left Georgia Tech for Bama. Now he's going to have actual holes to run through, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the air, I'm on the radio in Tuscaloosa every Tuesday with Barry Sanderson and Whip Sanderson, and I've I've said for a while that's my Heisman dark horse. Um, I just don't I don't know if he's going to get enough touches to do it because they yeah. they're deep at the running back and they're going to throw it all over the place. But, all right, anyway. We are up against it, Brad. We got another guest coming on, so unfortunately, our time must come to an end. Thank you, guys, man. Bad, man. But, yeah, yeah it's, thanks, it's always great talking ball. We're going to have you on many times this season. 
uh, keep killing it uh, with the content and stuff, man. It's always a great read and always a good talk. And uh, next time we talk with you, the Gamecocks will have at least a game in, in the book. So it's, it's always exciting this time of year. Sounds good, fellas. Starting the season 1-0. and Hey, thanks, right. Brad. Have a good one. All right, Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. Please check his stuff out. It, it, you know, sometimes uh, Brad, his writing to me feels real interesting because you, you don't always agree with him. Mm-hmm. But it's always a good read. It's always an intriguing read, you know. And yeah. I think that's that's the sign of being good at your job, and he is. So congratulations uh, to Brad for all his success. And uh, we're going to get a break in, right? Yep. And then our boy uh, Chris Phillips. Uh, it's, it's a high-energy Thursday, right, man? Go. Let's get pumped. <laughs> Can't wait to have Chris in. And uh, for those of you that want, like, uh, want more of interaction with Chris and I, I'm on the Spurs Up show. Uh, immediately following this at uh, one fifteen Eastern, we we do that every Thursday. But going to catch up with Chris here soon, and uh, we'll take a break and uh, come right back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are, Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die-hard Gamecock fan, has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy, 864-414-5271 or email ccearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbcane.com, C-B-C-A-I-N-E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Cindy Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. 
Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf, or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Meredith is the person you need to go to. She's competing in her final USGA Mid-Amateur Tournament this summer before going full-time into teaching and coaching individuals. If you're in South Carolina, Meredith will be conducting in-person golf lessons at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course. She'll play 9 or 18 with you. If you're out of state, though, this is really exciting. She'll be conducting virtual lessons. You can send in your swing for her expert analysis. Also, in November, she'll launch an online course with video instruction for all ages and skill levels. Meredith has 20-plus years of knowledge, former SEC golfer, all of that. So contact her on Twitter, at Taylor at M-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or go to McKellarEnterprises.org. McKellar is spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, Enterprises.org. Her email is on the website, so you can connect with her for any other questions. Go get your golf game in order. Take advantage of Meredith Taylor and her services. Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, thanks, Mo. We're gonna have a big game, big game Saturday. Man, I can't <laughs> wait to see this dude play and oh, score and fly around. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, uh, I'm I'm probably more excited about that than anything, and um, except this next segment, Chris <laughs> from the Spurs Up Show. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. What's going on? How are you guys? It's almost here. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Uh, I know you are. Uh, you, got, you had some scoop this morning. Uh, uniform uh, tidbits. So that they're going to go with like the, uh, the classic uh, normal uh, uh, white garnet white, right? Yeah, just a guy who knows a guy over here. Now, nah, I, I, it's the same guy from last year that I, I don't know. I don't know exactly who he knows, but was right every game. So yeah, I, mean, that's, I think what we, what we what we what we all expect: white garnet, white. They've been rocking garnet face masks all preseasons. So I don't think anything uh, anything too crazy or out of the ordinary, anything we didn't expect. But dude, uniforms, whatever. I, I'm just excited for kickoff. I'm so happy that you know this time next week, and and we're finally going to have football on the field to talk about again. I know we're all just really exhausted with the preseason content. Not that we don't love it, but it's like. We are having the same combos over and over, and now we're finally talking about, you know, the Gamecocks hitting somebody else. There's literally college football on tonight. I'm excited to watch the backyard brawl and get a mm. get an early glimpse mm. at Tennessee and Mizzou. And and uh, man, we're here, man. We're here. It yeah. Feels good. I'll be in Columbia tomorrow and throughout the weekend, and, and, and just can't can't wait, man. Can't wait to be around a bunch of great Gamecocks and you know everything that comes with it, man. The pageantry, the tradition. You know, obviously the people being at the tailgate, all the festivities, and then of course toe meeting leather and again we'll start to get some answers saturday nights i mean it, it's going to be a blast and just just so happy it's finally back yeah two yeah it'd be two two sec teams uh in action tonight missouri 
Uh, and, uh, you know, forgive me, because I always gloss over this. You, you look and you go, oh, Tennessee's playing. That's the SEC game. <laughs> and then you forget about Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, they, I think I think that Mizzou game is going to be a really good game. I think Lost Tech plus 20 really? and a half is, is easy money. But Not we'll bad. see. We'll see. And then I you think did, Tennessee, Tennessee might score 60 tonight. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, Ball State. Ball State. This, yeah. this might be the start of uh, Hendon Hooker's Heisman hopeful season if you will that you know they want to keep him in there getting five or six touchdowns but uh either yeah. way man football's back thank god mm-hmm. yeah i uh yeah I, I, I they i guess they renamed heinz field uh, it, it's Acrisure Stadium. Yep. Stadium. I'm calling I it Heinz Field. I don't yeah. give a damn. I'm calling nope. it Heinz Field. I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. It's, it's like still calling Sir Big Spur Sir Big Spur, right? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. stop you? Yeah. Your take on the general, because uh, we, we've discussed this, your take on that, uh, on what they renamed it. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet, because, again, I think most folks are probably pretty exhausted with the, uh, the mascot talk, but – no, nah, I think it was a good move by USC. Um, you know, I'm obviously happy they didn't give it some absurd name like some of the suggestions we saw and heard. But, um, you know, it's it's simple. I'm a big less is more guy across the board. So, you know, I, I'm glad it's one of those things where the, the one thing you didn't want to do was create a storyline out of something where there shouldn't be a storyline. So if you'd have given it one of those stupid names, right, it would have been a talking point all year. Now it's like, all right, it's the general. It has historical significance. This is a this is a non-story in 48 yeah. hours. Let's just keep it moving. So, yeah. you know, I, I think most folks will probably still call the mascot Sir Big Spur, which, I mean, if you want to do that, it's totally fine. I'm not going to, like, hold it against you. I think I actually still – I mean, I've actually got the piece that Van and Beth gave me that is the mascot drawing, and it says Sir Big Spur on it. And I've got the little, little card. You guys have probably seen the cards they would give out that had uh, – the picture and it said Sir Big Spur. So, I mean, I think most folks are going to think of Sir Big Spur, but yeah, I, I think having a generic name was a smart move. I mean, again, the, the one thing you didn't want to create was some dumb storyline. So, whatever, man. Like I said, this is why I'm glad kickoffs here because right. <laughs> the fact we're going to talk about real football on the field, uh, guys hitting each other. It's I would much rather discuss that than what we named the the, the Gamecock. To be yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. definitely so, the case. But good move by the school. I think good move by the school. What they yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, uh, we had David Cloninger on, and he, he kind of was he, – he, he, he said they should call it Sumter, right? And uh, I think yeah. for yeah. a lot of reasons they didn't go with the specific name. Right, but right, the general's right. fine. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in my mind, I went the general's chicken, uh, which is delicious uh, sometimes. I thought of the general insurance. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> That was well, the first thing that, that – Yeah, those funny little commercials for low-car insurance. Yeah. In general now. All right, so this game this weekend, obviously, uh, Chris, I think we're going to find out pretty quick this season mm. how much better South Carolina's run defense is. Uh, this team is going to come in, and they're going to run it six ways from Sunday. They're going to run the quarterback. They're going to run the outside zone. They're going to run inside zone. They're going to run zone read. Uh, it's the App State offense with some modifications. They do have a new OC that they kind of promoted from within. A lot of players coming back, love their quarterback. Obviously, um, and I, I don't think since he's retired, I don't, I don't think I'm mind me saying this. Ellis Johnson told me when Jam Williams committed, we're sitting there talking at a camp one summer. He's like, he's a ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis does the thing or two about defensive backs, and, and Dan, he's right. You know, Jam. Jam much better offensive player than defensive player. Uh, just uh, not that he, you know, he just wasn't big enough, right? Uh, right. But really good with the ball in his hands. 
they're coming in here fired up. It, it was almost a little scary hearing Sean Elliott talk because it wasn't sort of the the guy that you know chest bumps everybody. He was just kind of had this low key intensity. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wow, quiet confidence. Quiet, yeah. uh, they're fired up. This is their best team they've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 your your key matchups in this game. What are the keys for Carolina to go out and have a successful opener? Well, I mean, I, I think JC and Phil is such an interesting game because, you know, we talk and we say that, you know, in season openers, you don't want to draw conclusions and you don't want to overreact. But I, I do think this game is just really important on the line of scrimmage, you know, because the number one thing I want to see, whether the margin of victory is 14 or 17 or 20 or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Whether it's 10, I just want to see a team be in control and specifically be in control up front at the line of scrimmage. You know, it, it's it's a game one, right? There's probably going to be some procedure penalties, this is going to be, you know, hopefully this is a football team like we saw last year that's going to get better from week one to week 13, right? But we, we when you look back at last season, we saw it from the jump up front, especially Ooh. on the offensive line. And we ignored it, right? We wrote it off as, well, yeah. you know, it's just game one. And But I, I remember leaving the EIU game and just thinking, <clears throat> you know, we, we ran for, what, 260, but I was like, the way we did it, it just felt like it was a struggle. And, and it shouldn't have been a struggle against those guys. And obviously we saw that just lingered throughout the entire season. So, you know, I, I, I haven't gone. I'll dive into actually, JC, a little bit later today for our podcast more. I'll dive into specifically, you know, the individual player matchups and keys to the game and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I think obviously, you know, it, it's, it's very simple line of scrimmage in this football game. Because, again, like you mentioned, Sean Elliott, uh, we know what he's all about. He's all about physicality. They want to run the football, right? I, I was talking yesterday with Anthony Treesh, a pro football focus. He was talking they have one of the highest run rates you know, in college football, at least last year, they love to run the football. And why wouldn't you with uh, the guys they have in their backfield, Tucker Gregg and Jemias Williams, obviously both guys that are Doak Walker uh, award preseason watch list guys. So, you know, I, I think for them, you know, if I was looking at it from the Georgia State side, I think what their key would be is, you know, South Carolina's got all these new shiny toys led by Spencer Rattler. Their best defense is going to be their offense because I don't think they're going to be very good defensively. Just keep Rattler and those weapons off the field run the football, churn clock, you know, win at the point of attack, if you will. And and I think that's how that, – that's probably, I would assume, going to be their game plan to turn this into a fourth-quarter game, right? Because I think that's got to be the goal if you're Georgia State. Just get to the fourth quarter within striking distance, whether that's 7, 10, what have you. Where I think is really intriguing is if South Carolina can get out to a lead, like I was talking with Anthony yesterday, you know, Georgia State is just not a football team that is built to come back from a 14 – 20-point deficit. I mean, again, they want to run the ball. If South Carolina can get them in some obvious third and longs and passing situations, I think the secondary is going to eat. I think that's where you're going to have the opportunity to produce big plays. But, I mean, the top thing, again, again, when you're talking in regards to matchups without getting into, you know, the specific players like I'll do tomorrow, I mean, the key matchup is just line of scrimmage both sides. I mean, because yeah. I'm just, you know, if you can't have success up front against Georgia State, and it's all due respect to Georgia State, like you said, Sean Elliott's best football team, respect the hell out of Coach Elliott. But if you can't have success against Georgia State up front, man, Arkansas and Georgia, th- th- those those seem like even taller tasks than they already are. So I just want to see a football team start to finish, be in control, execute the game plan. Again, I'm not saying to go score 50. I'm not saying – and I think a lot of fans, I'm sure you guys have seen all week on social media, fans are, you know, we're going to win this game 45 to 7, 49 to 10. Like – I don't see that type of ball game. You know, I, I just don't see that kind of game. Again, Georgia State is a quality football team. They won't be intimidated in the SEC environment. They've gone on the road and beaten an SEC team before. Um, 
But if the Gamecocks can win this game by – God, if they win this game by 20 or more, I mean, that, that's that's an incredible performance in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, again, there's a reason the spread is where it's at, 12, 12 and a half, 13, wherever you're getting it at. But uh, I just want to see a team be in control and establish that, you know, we are the big, the bigger, more physical group. We're the power five. You're the group of five. We're supposed to push you around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's the key matchup for me. I, I'd, I'd like to – my number one goal is to leave that game Saturday night at minimum just feeling encouraged about what I saw up front. That's what it all comes down to me because, I mean, J.C., Phil, is anybody going to debate that South Carolina should have the athletes, the out-athlete Georgia State on the outside or, you know, they've got the better quarterback, God forbid. I mean, that, that's not really even debate. It's just up front. That's where we need to see it because this is a line – that on both sides got pushed around at times by everybody. Not not just in like A&M, Clemson, Georgia. Everybody pushed them around to some degree. So I, I would just like to see, man, set the tone. Set the tone for this year. Not saying you got to win by 50, but I do think the way you win is going to be important. And it all starts on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah, I think yeah. Carolina's O-line is a – and, Phil, you probably agree here. I, I think they do have an advantage. They have a chance to go out because – what, what Georgia State's going to do, they're, they're, if they get the best – if Carolina can't block, right, mm-hmm. what they do is they put you in third and more than seven, and then, then you have to pass, okay, right? Mm-hmm. And their defense, it, it may not be uh, very good at, at just lining up mano a mano and, and, and playing that game, but they blitz from all over the place. It's a lot like a Tyrone Nix defense from when he's at Southern Miss uh, before he came to Carolina and coached under Spurrier where there's they're sending people from all over and, and because they have to they're, they're georgia i mean they're georgia state you're not going to get you know five stars <laughs> up front on, on the right. line of scrimmage right. on defense mm-hmm. and so so the danger for me for carolina's offense in this game if they cannot get a push is you get in those third and seven situations that could be advantage georgia state just because it's it's a game one what they do defensively in those situations confuse, can be confusing to anybody. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the worry is you're sitting there and, uh, you know, everything's going fine. You get in that situation and boom, somebody comes off the edge and, and it wrecks your whole series and it keeps happening or there's a turnover in a tight game, something like that. But I agree with you, Chris. I, I think South Carolina uh, is best served to line up, get behind that line, uh, which they've heard all offseason how bad they played last year. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, those guys are, are what? They're older than the Beatles. I mean, you know, they've <laughs> been there forever. Right. Uh, I, I, and, 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 you know, this is, this is a lot of, of those guys' last, last go-arounds, right? Mm. Get behind that line. Marshawn Lloyd has something to prove, and I, I pray to <clears throat> the Lord that he has a great year because he's yeah. just a super person mm-hmm. uh, and he's worked hard. Uh I, I tell you, I tell you what, guys. If that if that line and that running game has a bad year, it will just be because they stink. Because because I, and I don't say that to be like you know just flat out rude, but like they have heard all preseason how bad they are. I, that's all they've heard is how bad. Like if you can't take all that and take it upon yourself to go whoop somebody's ass and go push somebody around, like if I, if I was somebody on that line, I'd be like, I am sick and tired of hearing how bad we are. I'm and to so, your point, yeah, I'm so yeah. sick of it. Like, like, yeah. I mean, if they can't get it done, at least just make a drastic improvement. It's like, well, you just don't have it because there's certainly no lack of motivation. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, And to your earlier point too, Chris is like, if we don't see it Saturday, I mean, because you lose all your size advantages for the next, you know, two weeks and you're really going to get exposed. But, uh, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, the transitive property doesn't work in college football, but it's like, (laughs) how how can you reasonably go? Well, you know, we didn't really have a great performance against Georgia state, but we're definitely going to push Arkansas. We're going to go in there and push Arkansas. Just like last year, you know, there were Illinois state, you know, Carolina pretty well. I mean, Illinois state, I not know Illinois state, but that was a, I actually was talking to my fiance about Illinois state earlier today because they play Wisconsin and Illinois state's Mm. her alma mater, go Redbirds. Uh, Anyway, uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, next to that Charleston Southern team in 19 that they played, uh, that's the worst team I've ever seen Carolina play. Yeah. Yet happened. there were moments in that game where you saw, like, you know, Rudy Rudiger uh, come up through, bust up the line, and, and, and for a tackle of loss. And so we, we, we kind of like uh, forgot about it a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they won 46 nothing. It was a nice win, whatever. Yeah. But the next week at East Carolina, you saw what happened. Yeah. ECU's coaches watched that tape. They crowded the line of scrimmage. They said, you are not going to run the football on us. Uh, we are going to attack you up front. And I'll tell you this right now. Uh, obviously, there's some coaches that, that have been at Georgia State who are currently at Georgia State who I know after they beat Tennessee a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, you know, I call it what happened. Uh, that Tennessee offensive line had a couple of future NFL players on it. They hadn't gelled yet, and that's probably why – a lot of people are glad Will friends at Auburn now. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and they said, look, JC, Tennessee had the worst offensive line we've ever seen. Offensive line. Yeah. Now, and, and what they did, they just blitzed the crap out of Garantano, who crapped his pants under pressure to begin with. I have a feeling that's kind of the plan on defense for them coming in on Saturday night. They're just going to send those send pressure, attack that offensive line, why wouldn't you? Until they prove they could do it, why wouldn't you? But I, I kind of think Carolina got, has to go the other way and just line up and say, "All right, you want to do that? We're just going to yeah. run it right over you." And uh, yeah. and that's what's and, and the biggest game changer too is that now you actually have a real threat of downfield passing game and a quarterback that can make play. I mean, you know, last year why wouldn't you have done that? Right? We're going to crowd the box and make Zeb no, Noland and one proven, not even proven. I mean, at that point, Josh Van wasn't a proven guy. Like, make him beat us. So. Yeah, you know, I, I, there are some different dynamics for sure, but yeah, we, we just we need to see that line play well. Uh, what's your take on uh, Juice Wells? Uh, somebody on the chat box, uh, we're just going to go out there and kill him. We're going to go kill him. Uh, I, I love it, dude. Like I, I, I love it. I, I, dude, and I, and I, this is, uh, you know, I had Corey Peoples on on the podcast. I don't know if you guys saw uh, that, but he, he's the secondary Corey, coach for Georgia yeah. State and great dude and everything, but. You know, when I chatted with him, it, it was what you'd expect a lot of coach speak. I mean, just a lot of coach speak. And I, and I totally understand, you know, <clears throat> these coaches have to attack this thing a certain way. I just – I love guys having personalities. Like, dude, it's a, it's a game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I, I love the flair. I love the confidence. Maybe I'm saying that a little bit selfishly because, you know, we're in a content creation space. A quote like that, I mean, as soon as I heard that, I said, well – this is going on a graphic, and this is about to go crazy. You know what I mean? So, like, selfishly, I guess we love it, but like, dude, there's nothing wrong. Like, I, I think bulletin board material is such like an overhyped thing. Like, yeah. if you need bulletin board material to be like, 
oh, well, he said this. Well, now I'm really fired up to play. It's like you, know, you, you were never ready to play in the first place. So yeah, exactly. I, I think it's good because, I mean, as you guys know, once that ball is snapped and that, and that first play is run and you hit each other, it's like, all right, well, now it's football. All that talking, all that, none of that matters. Right. None of that yeah. even matters. I think as fans, we just get in our own heads because we've experienced the pain of defeat. And so we believe in like – these jinxes and of course when you're South Carolina you know the chicken curse and like oh my god let's not jinx anything we gotta knock on wood everything we say it's like dude I love it I love it man I I get Juice Wells has never played an SEC game and he's never you know never played a game at at the power five level if you will but to hell with it man let's have some swag let's have some confidence you know you you look back to when DJ Swearinger was here and I, I guess he wasn't chirping with the media every day but like there's nothing I'd much rather I'd much rather a team believe in themselves and have confidence and juice well says something like that. And guess what? All his teammates are going to play their tails off to make sure he doesn't look like a fool. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I got, I loved it. I loved it. It didn't bother me. I'm not one of those people that says, Oh no, don't say that. I'm like, give me more dude. Like, like, why not? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not saying, you know, talk out of your butt. Don't, don't write a check that you're, you know, your <laughs> yeah. team can't cash, but <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I, I loved every second of it. I, I like juice wells. Cause he's a Virginia. Like, so you watch Virginia tech over the years, right? Right. And then the few times Virginia has been good, they they have these the they have these dogs, you know, these guys that just love football that that, that, that have the swagger about them and all that. Jesus from Richmond, Virginia, man, I, I'm telling you, and that's why South Carolina needs to continue to recruit up there because uh, that's kind of the type of guy that that Virginia Tech built a great program around. You know, you're you're under under radar, uh, underappreciated. A uh, kid that just loves ball, is fast, athletic, whatever. I think Juice is going to have a phenomenal, phenomenal season. People are going to be very happy. You didn't yeah. see Juice Wells in the spring game. You know, he, he yeah. called an out pass. He he made some catches here, there. Game got fans. You didn't see him. Right. You know, you, you're going to see him. Yeah, really you didn't really, really see him. You didn't no, really, no, really no. see him. Yeah. Tino Sinceri, who coached at Bama uh, before he went to James Madison uh, with Signetti up there. Uh, was quoted in the newspaper. This is not an anonymous quote. This is not a, uh, an inside, you know, scoop, uh, VIP room piece, anything like that. He was quoted in a newspaper saying there's no difference between Juice Wells and the receivers we had at Bama. So take that for what it's worth. You know, for my son, Sari, Sal's kid, you know, who, who was a pretty good And player. I mean, like, like I said, I see in the comments, like Jam Bennett <clears throat> saying that the, the quote's going to be hanging in the locker room. Like, who, who gives a damn? They still got to go cover him. What difference does it make? It's not going to make a Georgia State guy cover him better or a D lineman tackle harder. Or like, dude, they talk crap on the field to each other. Like, if the guys were mic'd up every game, bro, you'd hear jawing back and forth. You think Cam Smith ain't jawing at guys? That dude loves. <laughs> he loves it. He loves. I mean, and it's and it's fine. Dude. It's part Cam's of the good. game. They yeah. they go back and forth each other. They talk crap. I mean, it is what it is, man. It's gamesmanship. It's part of the game. Hey, Jordan used to talk crap to his opponents, get in their heads. You know what I mean? You think Juice Wells ain't going to be talking crap to DBs at Georgia State? I mean, I, it's – I love it, dude. I I, I just – as someone that, you know, again, I, I played sports. But like, I, I love it. I love the back and forth. Again, don't write a check you can't cash. But, hey, if Juice Wells is that confident in his abilities, I love it. Go out and do it. I, I'm with you there, Chris. I I, I like the uh, I like this one. I like a little talk. I, I remember, remember when Debo was asked yep. about uh, who was it the the DB and he was like who? And I know it didn't work out, but like you know, so that's one of those scenarios. We're like, all right, well, make sure you have a team behind you that can can back it up. But you know, pick and choose your spots. That's all I'm saying. Pick and choose your spots. I love exactly. It. All right, so Chris, uh, 
when do you normally you give a prediction on your podcast on Fridays or you... yeah on the on the Friday podcast so, so this season I, I'll drop my predictions every single Friday I mean I, I can tell you this obviously I'm I'm you know I, I'm someone that uh that is bold that will that will voice my opinion without any fear I mean I'm not picking Georgia State to win the game or anything obviously I I don't think uh I'll go ahead and spoil that for everybody um I I, I do see this being a football game that um you know, I, I don't know in regards to margin of victory yet. You know, I picked 34 to 14 over the summer. And I'll be honest, there hasn't been a ton that's really changed where I sit on that. I, I, I get the feeling it's going to be a game that is close early. I mean, again, Georgia State's going to come out swinging. They're going to give you the best shot. I could see it being a close halftime score. I just don't know how Georgia State's going to keep up with South Carolina's athletes. I, I mean, when you start going down the list of all the running backs, Juice, Van, Stog, Bell, I, like – does Georgia State really have the horses to keep up? And, again, you factor in, if South Carolina is able to get out ahead, how is Georgia State offensively going to keep up, right? So, um, I, you know, I, I think you will see, you know, the Panthers come out and give South Carolina a good fight early. Again, they won't be intimidated. Sean Elliott will have his football team ready to play and put forth their their best effort. But, uh, you know, I, I will say I'll go ahead and go on record. I, I got the Gamecocks getting the win. I'll lock in my score tomorrow. But uh, I, I do think the Gamecocks will start 1-0. Again, how do they do it, though? I think that's more so the question, right? I, I, I'll tell you guys this. Throughout the course of the preseason, I, I've never slipped into a state of fear that South Carolina might lose this game. I, I just I, I know we've had some kind of fun hypothetical conversations with, with guys like Tim Hill and, and others who have asked me, you know, what if? But – I, I've never really slipped into a fear of losing. It's more so about how do you win this game, which I think yeah. is important. Yeah. I think so. I think I think so. And then you look at it, and it's like, uh, and, and one of our Garnet Rooster here on the chat box points out: Georgia State lost to fifty-nine to seventeen to North Carolina last year. Right, right. They don't always scare the bejesus out of teams. <laughs> it's, been, right. it's been Auburn and and Auburn and Tennessee, and but that knowing Sean. This is going to be – he's going to get them prepared kind of like that, you know. But it's also a season opener. Um, I I think they're going to come in with confidence. But I think once adversity strikes them and the lights are going crazy, I mean, it's a new williams Bryce. I mean, yeah, come on, man. I don't don't know. I don't know that they can hang uh, athletically and and all that. But, I, uh, you know, and and Chris, on my prediction, I've thought 34 – 35-21 for like a month. Yeah. I got to 5121 yesterday after carpool. Because I started thinking, I was like, they're not Georgia State's got a lot of starters coming back defensively, but they're not that good defensively. Right, South right. Carolina will be able to run the football and neutralize those exotic blitzes. Yeah. And then I got home and I was like, oh, no, I'm just gonna go 3521. Like, <laughs> throw up a 50 burger. I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. Throw up yeah. a half a hundred, uh, that that'll uh, quiet the Marcus Center. Yeah. yeah, at least for a week. At least yeah. for yeah. a week, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. Well, Chris, man, uh, looking forward to talking to you right after this show. Yeah. Um, uh, tell everybody uh, where they can uh, find your, uh, your 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 swag there, uh, the, the gear. Uh, I've been encouraging people to go shop and uh, and buy stuff. Yeah, tsus.stores, where you can get the merch. We're at the Spurs Up Show across all social media channels. Uh, the Spurs Up Show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. The Daily Crow, our live show, airs noon to two, so it's about to start now. And uh, But yeah, tsus.store. We also have merchandise in Rivals in Florence, South Carolina, and Todd Moore in downtown Columbia. So Nice. All right, brother. Hey, I'll talk to you here about uh, one fifteen. Looking forward to it. JC, Phil, appreciate you guys. We'll talk soon. Always, Chris. Thank you. Take care. Mm -hmm. Always fun to have Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up show. Don't forget, folks, yours truly. 
pops in the Spurs Up show at 115 for 30 minutes a week. So, uh, love it. Uh, love all, all. I love doing all this media, Phil. I've been doing more media. Like well, no, people. man, you're getting around. Yeah, I'm getting around. <laughs> I really am. Uh, uh, I'm kind of thankful I don't have a heavy schedule for today because uh, I'm going to probably, you know, go to the kids game at four, the freshman, you know, he, he's, the moose is playing, the nice. moose is playing, um, and uh, go to the freshman game and then uh, come home, have a few pops, uh, <laughs> watch a little ball. Uh, speaking of ball. Uh, I want to remind everyone that the Big Spur Pod uh, is our Twitter account, and Inside the Gamecocks, the show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Phil, did you get your Performance Package? I did, I did. Love, I love it, love it. Love got the it. lawnmower 4.0, got uh, some toner and uh, below the waist deodorant. Yeah, sounds great. Nice Good bag. Stuff. Real mm-hmm. refreshing. Uh, and you, our loyal listeners, can uh, get a deal on the performance package or anything else at manscaped.com using code BIGSPUR, B-I-G-S-P-U-R. It's just BIGSPUR, just like our website. Uh, 20% off. Free worldwide shipping, manscaped.com. It's pretty awesome. Uh, It it, it not only, you know, did the performance package bring me the uh, lawnmower, it brought the weed whacker, right? You know, so if you're growing, you know, if you're like me, sometimes you don't always shave your your face, but you know, you got to watch your ears and nose. I mean, ear hair is awful, right? It's it's terrible. Well, the, the weed whacker takes care of it, it neutralizes all ear hair. Uh, and nose hair. You don't want big old hairs hanging out your nose. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. um, so, so Manscaped can take care of your entire grooming life. And uh, we're here to tell you that you can get a discount. Again, code BIGSPUR, manscaped.com, 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Uh, Manscaped is a uh, proud sponsor of the Inside of inside the Gamecocks of the show. I got to quit putting the the in front of inside because <laughs> it's the it's it's inside uh, of the inside the Gamecocks podcast, mm-hmm. but it's inside the Gamecocks of the show. You, you don't put the you got to move the the, the inside like the Gamecocks of the show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, our, our chat boxers are going crazy. I know it. We got to get through that and through that. Some mailbag to clean out too. Well, that's your mailbag too. So uh, mm-hmm. hour number two is going to be dedicated to you guys. Our loyal fans, and uh, you get to hear me and Phil. Thanks to Brad, and so thanks so much to Chris for coming on. I, uh, you know, Chris, Chris brings it. You know, he brings the energy uh, every single time, uh, every single week. So really happy uh, with the way the first hour went, and we'll be back with the second hour after these messages. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the Upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are. 
Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die. Our Gamecock fan has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy, 864-414-5271 or email csearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbcane.com, C-B-C-A-I-N-E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Cindy Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, folks. JC here. I've told you about Nana's Porch over and over again. They sponsor our chat box on the show. Uh, Don't take my word for it, though. I wanted you to hear from Gamecock pitcher Noah Hall about our sponsor, Nana's Porch. Nana'sPorch.com. Go there. Food, truck, catering, whatever you need. Uh, Take it away, Noah. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good Southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. This is JC's fiance, Nat. Life is all about making sacrifices. I now sleep next to the human troll doll. I'm taking one for the team. Go Gamecocks. Now back to JC and Phil. 
Welcome back, everybody. Second hour inside the Gamecocks, the show. By the way, uh, I want to give a shout out to our listeners. Um, yesterday, obviously, we had some pretty good uh, guests. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but yesterday, we set a new record for listens, downloads, total audience. Uh, it looks like the word is spreading. And uh, that's because of you guys. And I appreciate that so much. I, I'm honored. Uh, I want to give another house cleaning note here about the show. If you guys have noticed the, the commercials, <laughs> you know, Phil and I are performance artists. We're not audio artists, right? <laughs> um, we uh, And that's even looser on my end. <laughs> some of the levels are, I mean, it blows my earphones out. We're working to fix that. Don't worry. We're, we're working on uh, yeah. upgrading the, so it sounds more like a radio show and all that. So uh, just want to let you guys know we, we're not oblivious to all that. And, yeah. We certainly appreciate uh, appreciate you guys listening and, and all that good stuff. So what we're going to do, we're going to get into the uh, Nana Sports chat box heavily uh, and uh, catch up on that because you guys have been going crazy. And then we're going to the IELTS Consulting mailbag big time uh, and getting that thing uh, called up because there, there's been a couple of questions in the mailbag that are long and, and then we, uh, they're, they're in-depth and they're good discussion points. Mm-hmm. But uh, with five minutes to go in the show, it's like, you know, you, you don't want to, like, waste it, right? Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. They're good questions, Phil, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so, so we're going to get to those. So the, the second hour of today is all about you guys. So it's all about uh, the loyal, great fans of our show. Um, and so I'm going to catch up. Uh, Colin says Pitt, West Virginia should be fun. Uh, John says, uh, and, and, and answer the morning monologue. I, I'm going to try to do something with that. Maybe I'll do like a news brief or something. Um, I, I just thought you know, the, the format wasn't there. And, and then, like I said, nobody was listening, but I'll, uh, I'll figure something out because I do think, I, th- I think there's something to be said for like, you know, in that spot. So, so, so I'll, I'll figure that out. Uh, Sean says, I love the veterans day halftime ceremony, John comes back if west virginia loses what's the over under on burning sofas hell what if they win god yeah, yeah i don't think it I mean, matters. I, I, it's like oh, yeah. we're burning sofas anyway you know sofas will be burnt in morgan yeah, right. either way <laughs> uh, adam has a good question do we have any shot with chris peel um yes you know that, that's a kid i've never kind of felt and it's more of a gut feeling than any kind of inside info. I've never really felt like Carolina was in great a great space with him. Um, he's going to the Georgia Oregon game this weekend. I, uh, but I don't know. You know, Hale McGranahan, who, who who's probably more connected uh, with that and, and the actual day to day recruiting stuff than me. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm connected to it, but I'm not as connected as he is. He's got. And every every recruiting cycle, Hale has one guy like this, where I'm like, ah, Carolina's not getting it. And, you know, and Hale, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And Carolina ends up getting him. So that's uh, that's the Hale special this year, so I'm not going to rule it out. Um, obviously, you'd feel better about it if he made multiple visits and all that. Obviously, you'd feel better about it if uh, Georgia decided they were full at corner. Um, so we'll see sort of, uh, what happens there. Uh, what's the kickoff weather forecast? I've seen different scenarios. Well, daddy, O, man, I, I've got two different weather apps. Uh, one will tell me it's raining and the sun's shining outside. 
uh, and then the one will tell me the sun's shining when it's raining. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and those are up to the minute weather apps. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I heard. Uh, I, I think we're going to get some rain in Columbia during the day on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, but I think by kickoff it should be fine. That's uh, that's that's the consensus for for what I've heard. Clint says back in the late '90s when I had season tickets, I used to go buy a newsstand across from Bob Jones and get a copy of the state. And read it along with spurs and feathers at our tailgate. Yeah, I I know the newsstand you're talking about right there on Pleasant Pleasantburg. Oh, Wade Hampton. Wait no, oh yeah, no, no, it is oh, on uh, yeah. The newsstand is on uh, North Pleasantburg. Yes, North Pleasantburg. Um, I remember. I know that newsstand, and uh, it's a vape shop. Right now. That's before we had. It's a it's a vape shop. It's a vape shop now. Jeez, <laughs> Aren't, isn't everything turning into R.I.P. print journalism? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> the rise of the vape shops, right? Hey, you uh, know what though? In that Manscaped performance package we got, did you notice that there is a newsprint like fold out that I've came with it? it. I smelled it. it like it. oh, I haven't smelled that in ages. <laughs> and I, one of my favorite things when I was in college, and this makes me old. <laughs> I'd go uh, and you know, I'd I'd, I'd take ten dollars out the ATM. Uh, was it USC Upstate? Roll over to Heron Circle, get me a Greenville News, Spartanburg Herald Journal, read all of it. Sit at the Waffle House and uh, eat a uh, bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich with hash browns and coffee. It only cost me $5. Those were the days. I'd have change <laughs> left over after tip, after doing all that. Right. <laughs> now I go to the store and get uh, three Cherry Coke Zeros, and it's 20 bucks. <laughs> That's not 20 bucks. It's not that bad in Illinois. Uh, sooner or later it will be, though, because the governor up here will be like, hey, I think we're going to – he's this big old – Dude, JB Prescuration. I think we're gonna start taxing sodas. <laughs> oh god, you know this is, this is a disaster. We're moving back soon, though. <laughs> uh, we're probably like uh, after a couple of conversations this week, we, we're probably in, oh so close to to doing it sooner than you guys think. So, mm-hmm. um, good lord, this place. Anyway. And uh, anyway, play they play high school football on freaking Saturdays. Come on, man! Yeah. Come on, man! Come on, man! Uh, but no, that brought up, brought back a lot of memories there, Clint. I, uh, I, I, I those newsstands were awesome, especially when you get Gamecock stuff because in the Upstate, it's you know the, the orange fog, I guess, and uh, <laughs> it's like uh, when you, you didn't have the internet, it was hard to get material. It, it, hell, it was hard to get the games on the radio half the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. up there, you know. So I'm shocked I'm a Gamecock fan based on all that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like mm-hmm. Carolina is in Spartanburg. You you would pull up, like my mother loved my 102.5, right? And that's still around, believe it or mm-hmm. not. So, so my mother would listen to it all the time. And, and then you, you know, you Saturdays, Clemson has a four hour FM Tiger Tailgate show with like the legendary Russ Castle. Yep. Uh, loving freaking Hudson was on it. I mean, you know, it, and then you, you, you know, the Gamecock game's about on, and it's like, and you turn it on, it's like, suck, suck. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised that, I mean, look, I, I have to be, we have to be hardcore having grown up there. Uh, but that's uh, that brought back a lot of memories. Clint uh, also says it's an impossible <laughs> poll question. It is. 
That's why I put it up. Uh, you know, you know, 2001, Gamecock Walk, Sandstorm, or other. Man, I, I you know, I love them all. And, and, and some people are like, 2001 needs to be updated. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Or they play Sandstorm too much. I don't agree. Uh, the Gamecock Walk, though, uh, and, and it's kind of funny because <laughs> Will Muschamp, after every win, uh, was always like, it starts at the Gamecock wall, you know, and yeah. that just goes through my mind and replays. But man, that Gamecock walk has turned into something huge. I think, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, you look at the crowd that lines up and you look at the look on everybody's face. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a rallying point, man, as far as the, the pregame stuff goes, I'll never want them to not do 2001. Um, no, I no. wish to God, actually, that uh, they'd play the Pirates of the Caribbean song again. Uh, and, mm. and, and you'd actually have Steve Spurrier still up there, even though he's not the coach anymore. He is the winningest coach in school history. Mm-hmm. And, and going, time for Carolina football. Carolina. I mean, I, I love that. I love that. It's, it's time yeah. for Carolina football. You know, I mean, <laughs> see him back up there. I don't care that he's Florida doing it, whatever. Just put him back up there, man. Uh, and uh, I, I love that. You know, it's time for Carolina football, man. That fires you up. And I love the welcome to Williams Bryce thing. I mean, but but, but I think, it, 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 and also, this is why I put the poll question up and I, I thought about it. I, I thought the other day, I was like, hmm, uh, this Gamecock walk thing. Is 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 an emerging part of the game day experience, right? Um, yeah, it, it, the crowds just get bigger, and, and I can't wait to see what it looks like Saturday night. I mean, that, oh, you know, it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the spring game was any indication, uh, it was unbelievable. So, uh, uh, and, and Austin did say, uh, "I'm going to go against the grain and vote for Game Cop Walk." There's nothing like seeing those dudes walk by you. All that, I mean, yeah. Uh, John's asking Xavier about uh, <laughs> the Metroplex out there. <laughs> uh, Clint says, Umi Azulu visiting for the UGA game. Hope that helps with Harbor. Uh, so, my understanding is also Big Tree. Babalade. Babalade. Hey, there's a little scoop here. I don't I don't know if that's been reported anywhere, but uh, uh, Babalade is coming in as well. And I'm so I guess that probably means Zavari Sandy will be there too. Uh, all the the DC kids in a carpool. <laughs> a carpool. Um, Will gives a weather forecast. Rains mostly during the day. Night looks good. Clint says, uh, or, or Craig says, that's good news. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about Brad's beard. This is old. <laughs> hey, welcome, Todd. Put Todd. Yeah, up Todd. Here. Yeah, Todd. Todd welcome. Todd, yeah. Happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. Um, Tiffany says, "Is here, folks. If you love college football, it's Christmas Eve. It is. We're there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm just so excited. Penn State and Purdue, West Virginia. I, I'm telling you this too. Uh, most of you folks know South Carolina State. You know, you're from South Carolina. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you this. I don't, I don't think they're gonna beat UCF because I don't think they're gonna be able to stop Gus's mm-hmm. offense with John Reese Plumley running the ball. But I think they're gonna put." the fear of God in them uh, in the first quarter, first, first couple of quarters. Um, trust me, I, I think Bennett Swagger, former Gamecock quarterback, uh, who's their offensive coordinator, is a rising star. Uh, Shaquan Davis, their wide receiver, is a 6'5". Reminds you of A.J. Green, Sidney Rice type of guy. He's going to play in the NFL. 
And, and that program has a lot of momentum right now after knocking off prime time in the oh, yeah. Bowl last year and winning the uh, HBCU National Championship. Just watch that game. I mean, I, you know, it, it may be 28 nothing after the first quarter. But uh, South Carolina State, I'm telling you, you know, they, they, I think I think they're going to put a scare into UCF. If I'm wrong, I'll come on tomorrow and eat my White Sox buzz. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> eight, eight, eight JM two calls Brad Crawford Brad ass. Brad ass the man. <laughs> Brad ass. Yeah, Brad is awesome. We love Brad. Bryce says Chance Miller is about to cement himself as a Gamecock legend, and eight JM two says about to. Um, I think he may have just done it. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it, yeah, Chance has been there a while. I, you know, I until I kind of got involved with like Carolina Rise and uh, sort of started knowing the inner workings of things and got to know people. I, you know, when you're in the media uh, or you have a media operation, I, I don't even like to call myself media or a journalist because it's just kind of the way that profession is uh, <laughs> these days in all aspects of life. Um, you know, you. You don't have an adversarial relationship with folks, but people are guarded and you don't kind of, but, you know, getting to know those two, uh, uh, like who we had on yesterday, Chance and and Hillary, I, you know, from a a professional standpoint, I'm just impressed. Yeah. Um, And and I've gotten to know people at Carolina over the years and, you know, honestly, sometimes I haven't been impressed, (laughs) but uh, I've been impressed uh, with, with those two and, I think that there's probably more people than them, you know, that are doing good things behind the scenes. We're probably just not aware of. And, and you know, I, I, I'll say it right now. If Chance Miller is not the next athletic director of South Carolina, then Chance Miller has a gigantic job that's bigger than that. Yeah, somewhere else, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I pray that the university and, and the powers that be don't do like you did with the play-by-play where you lost Mike Moore, you know, because Mike's got a better job now. He'll never come back. I mean, you know, right. you never say never. I'm not speaking for him, but, but, but you know, it, it, the money would be, have to be insane or something like that. Mike's work, works for ESPN. Mike would have gladly been the voice of the Gamecocks and a good one. And, you know, oh, Paul, you know, let's put Todd there, you know. <laughs> so uh, don't, I, I pray the powers that be at Carolina don't pull some crap like that. Uh, and because there is a former player that's an AD at a school that doesn't have football, that would be a horrible, horrible fit in South Carolina. No offense to him, no offense to him, right? But you, you take and I'm not going to mention his name, even you guys can probably figure it out. But don't you take that guy over Chance Miller that you're a blithering idiot, blithering idiot. And and, and anybody that uh wants to do that to me, I'm not going to call you dumb right now. Uh, I need you to do, do some research <laughs> and then get back to me because you're, you're, you need to get informed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tiffany says, we'll not watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show tonight. <laughs> I actually dislike the Vols more than Clemson. Uh, refuse to acknowledge their existence. I hope they fall into the abyss. Tiffany, they've been close to the abyss for a while. Yeah, they, they're teetering on the edge. Yeah, they, they've been in the wilderness for 15 years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are wandering the wilderness. I used to dislike Tennessee back in the 90s uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, You know, 
I lived in Tennessee for a while. And so I got to know some of their fans. Um, I'm not saying I never, I don't ever really pull for them to win. Right. <laughs> but, but I do have a dear friend of mine. That's a diehard Tennessee fan. Shout out to mama Sherry. Who's fired up. She's probably already poured her first liquor drink today. <laughs> in, in coming Georgia. She's down there in Forsyth County. Uh, shout out. I know she's not even listening because she, she's, she's a Tennessee fan, but she's already fired up and nervous. The ball states will come in there and upset them. Don't worry, Mama Sherry. It's going to be all right. Uh, Bryce says time to go to Nike's or Nike or Adidas if Jordan brand works. I, I think I think the idea with the Jordan brand is get Dawn Staley involved. I mean, that's what it'll take, and, and I think she could do it. AJM too. Imagine how many recruits we lost to Clemson because of Under Armour. I, I don't think I don't think you've lost any Clemson because of Under Armour. I think you lost recruits to Clemson because Clemson's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they started winning and we weren't. Carolina's in transition, so uh, that's the thing. Uh, Daddy O says we've evolved light years since the days of bike coaches shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a co- one of the worst coaches I ever played for in middle school. Thank God, only one year. Uh, a guy that wore these those those biker coaches shorts all the time. I remember we having bike baseball pants too. I think yeah. if I remember that same shoot. Yeah, my dad called him panty waist. <laughs> um, Ed says any chance of adding a betting segment to the Thursday show? JB and Gold. Had some dude from Vegas each week. I'm going to look into that, Phil. We need to look into that. Um, mm-hmm. So, not to sound like uh, Ricky Bobby or anything, I'm contractually obligated to mention uh, Taco Bell. Um, uh-huh. uh, CBS has a has a has a deal with Caesars uh, online, mm-hmm. and so let me see if I can get somebody from Caesars, and if it will be okay. And, and this is not super duper affiliated with the big with CBS. Uh, but but I want to make sure I'm not you know pissing anybody off. So uh, let me check and see if somebody from Caesars can come on. If not, I got an email the other day from somebody that, that would love to come on the show that's part of one of these odds things. So, Ed, that's a good idea. Ed, I really appreciate the feedback for this show. Craig says Mo is going to blast Jam Williams. Mark it down. Um, blah, blah, blah. Farty. Nice name. Not the sandstorm isn't cool, but 2001 is the best tradition by a decent margin. I get it. Um, and I agree. I don't agree with 8JM2 about 2001 is decent. Sandstorm is our program. I don't know. You know, outs- the, the externally, I think it probably depends on your age. First time they did sandstorm was 13 years ago. 2001 has been around since uh, 84, 83. Clint says JC's a huge Dave Dorn fan. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we're all against these state fans this season and every season for at least one game. I you now look mm. who do I pull for when NC State plays Clemson? Yeah, okay, no comment, <laughs> <laughs> no comment, no comment. I mean, I do man, enjoy watching it on my laptop. I'll be <laughs> honest, I'll, I'll say even uh, so, so sports gambling in Illinois is legal, so. I, you get an app. I don't ever put more than five, ten bucks a game on it. Um, I, I try to be very not not do it with my heart, and that's good because sometimes I'll, I'll win. You're right. Uh, even when I bet on Clemson, and it's a safe bet, uh, I, I I don't even feel good about it. 
I mean, I've won probably more money on Clemson than any other team, but I don't feel good about it. I I mean, I'm like, you know, I'll sit there because, you know, part of the reason you you put five bucks on a game or something is because you have a rooting interest, right? Right. You're not just watching it for, for, you know, you're watching it, but you also have a, you know, you're pulling for a team. Um, but I, I don't ever with Clemson. I'll just you know play the spread and turn the game off. <laughs> if, if if it's you know unless I'm betting for uh, on their opponent, and then I'm watching every play. That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's good. Um, Carolina football is a standstorm. Blah blah. Uh, go through Jan. That's my boy. A good friend. Jan says enjoy Brad Crawford. Brad's a great guest. We love Brad. We love Brad's beard. Mm-hmm. Um, AJM2 says Georgia Tech will win going away. <laughs> Man, their roster is not that good. <laughs> now, hey, look, I did see where EJ Jenkins was doing some good things down there, former Gamecock. So that's good. Tiffany needs Clemson to implode, doesn't everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, John, JC, want to come through Seawells? Man, I would, I would definitely come through Seawells, uh, but I'm not going to be there. Sucks, right? That's what we yeah. uh bad Brad says it'll always be Heinz Field. Go Steelers. I agree. I'm not even acknowledging I, I don't even know how to pronounce what the hell they're calling it now. I'm um, not sure. Uh J Rock says, I think Missouri might actually finish last in the East this year. Uh, it's interesting. They could. I, I'm telling you this. It's like there's so many mixed opinions because you know, one of our first early guests when we started the show, Phil, was Michael Bratton. Yep. He thinks mm-hmm. people are sleeping on Missouri. Missouri's gonna go to Jordan Hare and beat Auburn in September. Um, and then you have uh, other people that are like, they're terrible. <laughs> so I, I, I yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, Darius Clucker, that would have been good. I, I'm there. Now we can put uh, the chicken on the general insurance commercials with Shaq and the little cartoon general from, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan comes back. Garnet Rooster does point out Georgia State lost to USC 59-17. Jan says, is it a game you have to open up the playbook and allow Arkansas a sneak peek of our preparation? I, I don't know. Yeah, Jan, that's an interesting point because you, you think about that. But listening to Marcus Satterfield, you know, I'll say this could either be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I, I don't know how to take that. I don't know the- how to take anything he says. And it's just like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut if I have a negative impulse until there's something negative that happens, but you uh, know, Keith also that's of the opinion that we should throw absolutely everything at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah open the playbook up. Yeah. That way, yeah, yeah. Everybody more to, to prepare for. Yeah. That way Barry Odom's got something to think about too much, hopefully, but you know, yeah, it, it, but something Marcus did say in his press conference yesterday was uh, it, it changes week to week. And that <laughs> was a, I, I don't know. I'm just not a – I'm not a big fan of throwing out the play. I mean, you know, every coach does this. You have different plays that work against different teams. Steve Spurrier did it. You know, you, you look at how his teams played. You know, they never really did the same thing two weeks in a row. So, I guess that's okay. Uh, I just worry based on uh, the nuance of this offense and sort of what happened last year. So, we'll see what happens. But anyway. Um Tiffany says, uh, J-Rod, by the way, put put the put this prediction up. Garnet Rooster says USC 38-13. Oh, I just, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, he's on down there. I'm scrolling. Uh, J-Rock is right behind him with a 38-17 prediction. 
Uh, Tiffany says, I think Alshon told every DB he lined up against they were his B. <laughs> Rightfully so. Most of them were. I mean, yeah. those dang NFL guys that played for Bama that year certainly were. They all talk junk. <laughs> yeah, everybody. And I agree with Chris to a certain extent on that. But I also, I also agree with Jan. There's something to be said about bulletin board material. How about I think it's, I think it's worse if it comes from a coach, though. A coach, yeah, coaches yeah. are a little different. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, that Gamecock guy podcast, 41, he, he put, he's got a good prediction 41, oh, yeah. uh, two passing, two rushing touchdowns, three field goals, and a pick six. My guts tell defense or a special teams touchdown in this game. I think that's going to be special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, one or the other. I'm playing both, but one or the other will happen. I got you. Brian says, uh, uh, the new Predator movie, The Prey, on Hulu, and is bad. Yeah, uh, a lot of my friends have uh, recommended that to me too. I'm, I think I've got that on the schedule, like maybe Labor Day day while I'm taking a nap. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, worth a watch. Is it good? Is it good? Mm-hmm. Like it? No, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, Gamecocks, we got to win, a win, win, win so much that JC's new motto becomes "Long hair don't care." <laughs> All right, hey, it's my boy Andrew Power. Yeah, former Gamecock tight end, Andrew. In the Andrew. show, what's up? Good to hear from you. I hope Chuck's doing well. I talked to Charles the other day. Uh, uh, that's my boy, Myrtle Beach's finest. He says, What's up, my guy? Congrats on the show. Good stuff. Good to hear from you, Andrew. You're the man. Uh, that spur intro was great. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dabo, here, here's something from Bradley here. Dabo at his game press conference said, NIL is part of the education process at Clemson, NIL is not professional. <laughs> professionalizing um you know one of the best things that happened that we found out with that interview with hillary and chance yesterday was that this is being privately funded (laughs) because i could hear the screams just piercing through the orange fog if you know state money were used for (laughs) (laughs) forty dollars Peyton might as well just be cutting them checks. <laughs> hey, I think it's hilarious. Y'all talk about paying players up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I think that's a cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story, man. Uh, Clemson, uh, it's interesting because their, their collective raised a significant amount of money. But my understanding from talking to some of those folks, uh, is that it it, 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 it made IPTE donations. It's kind of one or the other, and some IPTE people quit giving and gave to that. Um, look, man, I, I agree with Dabo. You got to value education, right? But I also, oh, of course, I think in today's world, we're, we're quickly finding out that the value of a college education uh, is huge for some people and for some people it's not some people don't probably uh sure they can graduate with a degree from college but then they can't make any money because they, they're not good at anything um i think i think in general that's a, a probably a, a very 15 years ago kind of statement that Dabo made um and it's, it's probably not reality uh although i uh, you know I'm not going to sit here and talk about Dabo's heart. God, that would be no, yeah, that, that belongs on like the Clemson Insider or something. Uh, an article called Dabo's Heart. 
Uh, and I'm not going to try to judge his heart or anything, but if it's legit that he cares that much about education and kids and all that, I don't, I don't disagree with, with, with valuing things like he does uh, and it not becoming professional football. Um, but on what planet, if that's a, and, and look, I, I just read something from Bradley. I don't know if he was taking a shot at Carolina or not. But on what planet, when you're getting an education, do you not want to work? And the folks that, 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 that when I went to college, Phil, the folks that got jobs, good jobs out of college, actually did internships. They went out in the real world and got experience. Well, that's the degree is one thing, JC, but the, yeah. the, the biggest value in college is the networking. Yes. Yeah, building your network. Yes. Building your network and, and acquiring skills and, you know, and, and being able to watch Jeopardy, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's what you learn. <laughs> but, but on what planet is what South Carolina is doing not educational? Because uh, you get to work hand in hand with uh, professionals that, that do it at the highest level, mm-hmm. you know, and, and who's to say that this won't turn into you know, an opportunity for players that are wanting to get into the the agency business or the sports marketing business. I mean, it's almost, it's almost when when you say stuff like that. If that is a shot at what Carolina is doing, it's almost like you're, you're trying to limit these guys. Yeah. Oh well, they're, they're not going to be a sports agent or anything like that. Well, what, who the hell are you to say that? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I think college, college, the the colleges that work for people or the, uh, the, the work in life, you know, college, the college experience that works in life are the ones that expose you to the real world the most. Yeah. I think. And this is a definitely, this NIL thing is definitely a real world experience for Carolina student athletes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and like I said, I don't know that Dabo was taking a shot at Carolina, uh, but uh, part of the educational process, well, what do you think Carolina's doing? I mean, it's not, I, I don't know what the, um, context was but i mean you know they're and, and look clemson's got some good media and they got some media that are that are trolls um and you know so so i don't know who asked the question uh but uh that was it, it may have been planted whatever um if chance does get the job maybe he convinced mike morgan to come back maybe a nice nil package for mike <laughs> mike morgan nil buddy that's right yeah, yeah you know uh, he loves talking about it <laughs> Uh, e, e, e close man says, hopefully we can recruit Mazio Bennett and Cam Pringle in state guys. Uh, Mazio pretty good. Uh, Pringle man, um, is, is still looking good for Carolina. Um, obviously, uh, I, I do think that as time moves forward, you're going to look at Ohio state. You're going to look at Georgia. You're going to look at schools like that. Alabama coming in on him. Uh, so the Gamecocks may need to kind of weather the storm, but but you know what? Uh, Alabama tried to flip Brandon Shell in the eleventh hour too, and did that work? No. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson was revolutionary in the NIL space decades ago. Absolutely, it was cutting edge. You you didn't have to give your name, image, and likeness at all. Nope. Uh, those cars just kind of showed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Danny Ford still still. <laughs> Very, very proud of what a young man. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Fowler Chevrolet. Uh, you know, man, I, 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 I it's weird because as time's moved on, I'm, I love Danny Ford. 
Um, and they say still there's a bar or a sandwich shop or something over in Pickens. They serve beer. And they say old Danny being or Pendleton. Sorry, Pendleton. <laughs> you can go over there and lunchtime sometimes Danny's in there. It's had about four or five Miller lights. He'll tell stories all day, man. That'd be an amazing experience. Well, that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's worth it. We should get – who wants Dan- – let's get Danny Ford on the show. We can <laughs> close him. We can close the game. Let's do that. Well, I, I, I doubt – I don't know if Danny could stream. Oh, but God, I can only little, imagine walking little, through that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be awesome. It'll be <laughs> awesome. So, all right. So, we've caught up on the Nanosports chat box. Tyler – Welcome back in, Tyler Ballou. He says, hadn't seen y'all since the JB and Goldwater days. Well, that's good. And then Nick says uh, he wants an innovative design with just feathers all over the helmet and jersey number. Quite interesting there. That's uh, Sean Elliott during his tenure. They wore a feathered helmet that looked like kind of the Philadelphia Eagles that one game. Most people don't like that one. I didn't, I didn't mind it so much. I didn't mind it so much. So, all right, we're going to catch up on the iHealth Consulting Mailbag when we get back, I promise. <laughs> uh, thanks to all you that were in here on the chat box. Uh, and we'll be back after these messages. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf, or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Meredith is the person you need to go to. She's competing in her final USGA mid-amateur tournament this summer before going full-time into teaching and coaching individuals. If you're in South Carolina, Meredith will be conducting in-person golf lessons at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course. She'll play 9 or 18 with you. If you're out of state, though, this is really exciting. She'll be conducting virtual lessons. You can send in your swing for her expert analysis. Also, in November, she'll launch an online course with video instruction for all ages and skill levels. Meredith has 20-plus years of knowledge, former SEC golfer, all of that. So contact her on Twitter, at Mer Taylor, at M-E-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or go to McKellarEnterprises.org. McKellar is spelled M-C-K-E-L-L-A-R, Enterprises.org. Her email is on the website, so you can connect with her for any other questions. Go get your golf game in order. Take advantage of Meredith Taylor and her services. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, folks. JC here. I've told you about Nana's Porch over and over again. They sponsor our chat box on the show. Uh, Don't take my word for it, though. I wanted you to hear from Gamecock pitcher Noah Hall. 
about our sponsor, Nana's Porch. Nana'sPorch.com. Go there, food truck, catering, whatever you need. Uh, take it away, Noah. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good Southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699? One zero zero one is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. What's up, this is Jaheim Bell with the Gamecocks, and you are now listening to Inside the Gamecocks Show with J.C. and Phil. Welcome back, everybody. I love, love, Mohamed Kaba, Noho, Jaheim Bell. By the way, they appear courtesy of Carolina Rise. All right, so, uh, and our number two is uh, sponsored by the Burgesson team at REMAX at the Lake. Multi-family housing, commercial real estate, those are your people to go to. Proud Gamecocks, be sure to uh, contact them um, and, and do business with them if you are into that industry. So you got residential with Cindy in the upstate, and then you got the Burgesson team statewide for commercial all over the great state of South Carolina. Phil, tell them about Manscaped. Right. We are presented by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Uh, JC and I both love it. Join over 5 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BIGSPUR at manscaped.com. Uh, get 20% off with the code BIGSPUR at manscaped.com. And unlock your confidence, as always, with the right tools for the right job with Manscaped. Code Big Spur, 20% off, free worldwide shipping, Manscaped support. You know, a lot of people ask me, how can they support the show? You know, uh, you can do that. The, the best thing you can possibly do, besides Nana's Porch. and Yeah, support and, the sponsors, yeah. Support the sponsors, but right now, immediately, the best thing you can do to keep us robust, to keep us up and going, is to get some manscaped, man. Get some manscaped and uh, and uh, use that code Big Spur because we don't we won't get credit for it. You know, <laughs> and you won't get the discount. Man, yeah, that's right. You won't get twenty percent off and free shipping. There you go. <laughs> uh, one of our long term, my first sponsor ever on this podcast was iHealth Consulting. Daniel mm-hmm. does a great job. Uh, he can save your business a ton of money if you just give him a call. But and uh, Daniel. Very exciting news, and um, 
probably talk more about this later. He's got some more businesses he's opening. So I'm hopeful that I can tell you about those in the near future. Mitchell is in. All right. So, so, all right. I'm going to start with the emails today in the IHELP Consulting mailbag field because we're behind on these. And then I'm going to go to Twitter, but there's two ways you can get in inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com or, or you can tweet to at the Vicksburg pod. Uh, Mitchell comes in. JC and Phil, hope all is well. Had a question regarding the Gamecocks offensive staff, particularly Freddie Kitchens. I'll be honest, I was and still am concerned when USC hired Kitchens, especially with his head coaching days with the Browns and how JC mentioned multiple times how USC should not run a pro-style offense. Besides helping coaches out, why would USC make this hire? Even though the Gamecocks can't do a pro-style offense to have long-term success, thanks for all you do. Well, well, an analyst – it's see, a lot of people, I think, have misinterpreted, Phil, the, the Freddie Kitchens hire. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have kind of gone, well, he's there in, in case of emergency break glass. Yeah, he's plan B. Yeah. Plan B. If, if <laughs> and a lot of people think that analysts are there to coach the coaches. Freddie Kitchens knows a lot of football, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care how his head coaching experience of, with the Browns went and all that. I mean, there are plenty of guys that are very successful in college football that go to the pros and can't win, especially with the dang Cleveland Browns. I mean, <laughs> I mean they were good this past year, but uh, they – He got the best out of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and so what I think he's there for, like, in, in other words, here's what Freddie Kitchens is going to do. He's going to sit there and, and help the defense – uh, because he's going to sit there and watch the defense and tell the defense how he'd attack them. You know, all right, so it, it's almost role-playing, right, mm-hmm. when it comes to an analyst, uh, self-scouting, that kind of thing. So he's going to sit there and watch the defense and be like, well, here's what I do to style Oh, I didn't think of that, you know. In mm-hmm. uh, football, it's just all about, like, uh, all, uh, you know, making sure you cover your butt. <laughs> all kinds mm-hmm. of um, as far as the pro-style offense goes, uh, there's a difference between like when I used to say that, and I, I still do say that. Um, you, you don't, you, you can't get an eye formation at South Carolina and, and run it, uh, <laughs> you know, 30 times a game and do play action from under center and have a big lumbering, you know, what back there at quarterback that's just a lead foot, you know, <laughs> portals type. I mean, that doesn't work because you're never going to get the personnel to do it. Georgia can get by with it. Alabama, even Alabama decided they weren't going to do it anymore. Now, Alabama runs a pro-style offense, Mitchell. Does it look like what we used to think about when we thought about a pro-style offense? No. It looks like a lot of fun, really. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as, as, as the pro game has evolved to the point where, you know, you're going to have a Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach in that league now and, and be somewhat successful, an air raid guy. Um, there are elements of the pro pro offenses that, that are almost more innovative than college. Uh, the issue becomes, are you teaching it like a pro style, like the pros do? And because there's not enough time in the week to, to do it. You have to uh, – Bill O'Brien, in other words, in Alabama, coaches Alabama – uh, offensively so much differently than he would coach the Texans uh, because uh, those, those pro guys get there at seven and they're there till seven at night prepping for the game. They're pro. No, no class. Yeah, there's no <laughs> class. I mean, in, in college you get a few hours, you know, 20 hours a week and three of it's the game. Mm-hmm. So um, 
So, so that's the thing about it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be concerned. I think Freddie's going to be a positive uh, simply because, you know, look, Freddie and Shane are, are very good friends. And they've been friends since I got to know Shane when he was at Carolina the first time. I mean, I, I, I still remember exchanging uh, texts with him uh, back then. You know, I, I, and I don't, I don't exchange texts with the head coach now because he's the head coach, right? But uh, back then, you know, he's out in Arizona hanging out with, with Freddie and Bruce Arians and those guys. Um, and Shane went around and visited with a lot of people. But I, I remember I remember knowing they were really good friends. Uh, also, Freddie's uh, daughter is an equestrian athlete at Carolina. And, you know, I, I, I think it, it's nothing but a positive that he's there. Um, you know, as far as his play calling abilities, offensive coordinator, whatever, that's not his job right now, you know, and we'll cross that bridge if, and when we come to it, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Marcus has a really, really good year this year. Um, he's got good enough plays. I'll say that and good enough players. Uh, so there's that. All right, Phil, you want to read the next one? Yeah, let's see. Who are we coming in with? Philip Mountbatten. Yeah. Uh, Soda City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. That's Thank the you. name of the late Queen's consort. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Mountbatten. Yeah. But JC, Phil, thanks for putting the show together. I've been listening every day and the content has been great. Thank you. Uh, loved hearing from Georgia State Insider as well as from guys like JB and Keith. Wanted to quickly apologize for getting into it with uh, somebody on the Big Spur. Um, somebody just rubs them the wrong way, makes them work. Yeah, you know, it happens. People, you know, hey, get a couple of drinks and <laughs> start typing away, right? But he's got a question about our opinion on offensive styles. What do you think the pros and cons of a system like Josh Heupel's versus a more pro style like us, UGA or Bama run? I love to hear Satterfield Beamer talk about why, how you choose one offensive system over the other. Thanks for all you do and go Cox four days till game day. So it's been a that's, couple of days, but yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant question. And, and, and yeah. here's the thing. I, this is going to sound crazy. It looks like fun. I'm not a fan of what Heupel does. Yeah. No. Uh, and, and you watch Tennessee this year and, and maybe I'm not right. Maybe I'll be wrong. Watch their defense. Watch how their offense utterly does not give a flying flip about their defense. <laughs> and, and and they're not very good on defense talent wise either now. You know, right. see. Mm -hmm. Um well that compounds I, when you're playing against big offensive lines in the SEC. That's gotta wear those guys down. Mm, just no they get gassed. Yeah, no doubt. And so so there's that, but the, but the, kind of that same system is is the same system that Lane Kiffin runs, and now with Levy at Oklahoma, is Lane going to revert back to what Lane did at Alabama, or is he going to keep? It's all the Art Browse system, right? Those fun college offenses, the best, and I've always been intrigued by this. And last year was the first year because I don't count 2020 because nobody played defense. But last year was the first year I went aha. Um, I, I always thought Dan Mullen's offense at Florida was the best thing you could run in the SEC because you could do a dual threat quarterback, you can do a pro style quarterback, you spread the field and throw, you can attack the perimeter, you can power run game. You really got everything. That's the Urban Meyer spread spread option, right? That's Dan Mullen. Everybody gave Urban credit for it, but it was that was Dan Mullen. Excuse me, I have the hiccups a little bit here. Um, and uh, so. I always thought that was the best you could run. But I was always intrigued by what Art Browse did because 
What's important to me, in my opinion, or for an SEC offense is the ability to run the ball. I don't care how you do it, but you got to be able to run the ball. That's a proven fact. Uh, and Browse always did that at Baylor. I'll never forget he had a wide receiver and quarterback in the bowl game against North Carolina in 2015. And they rushed for like 600 yards. <laughs> Uh, hey, here's a secret. North Carolina soft. You know. <laughs> um, so, so Hypel runs one variation of it, which is super duper go fast, fast, fast. Uh, Arkansas with Kendall Browse, uh, they're a little different. They're more power run oriented, and, and they do go fast, and they're creative and all that. And then Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy run something totally different. It's more of a passing uh, type of thing. Uh, I've always thought those styles of, of offenses were the best to run. Now, you, you mentioned Marcus Satterfield and, and the pro-style system. If you can if – if you evolve kind of like Alabama, there's nothing wrong with a pro-style system. Uh, to do what Georgia does, and I thought Todd Monken was masterful at play calling and personnel use and all that last year, boy, you better be good. <laughs> yeah. You better have stud running backs. You better have a great offensive line. You better have a quarterback that can run it. So that's uh, that's the difference there. All right, moving on. Since we're running out of time yet again, <laughs> um, here we go. Offensive styles. Thanks, Philip, for for chiming in. Yep. Matt Snyder from Boston for Beantown, right? JC yeah, loving the Daily Show up here in Boston. Keeps me stay connected with my Gamecocks and have a piece of home in the Northeast. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, my decades of game is this my decades of Gamecock fandom talking or just expecting the worst? Or am I justified being incredibly nervous about this first game? It has all the makings of an upset to me. Strong running game, lots of players on the roster from the state. Sean Elliott, uh, returning starters, former game guy at running back. I think we're an incredibly improved team and ultimately win, but I can't shake being nervous about it. Um, all those intangibles, Beantown, uh, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you Beantown. How about that? Uh, we're going to give nicknames here on the show. Uh, I, I get all, all those intangibles certainly are things that are noteworthy. I, I, I think it comes down to, though, to be the reason you got to be nervous is this is a good football team. Georgia State has a good football team. Uh, they've won six out of their last seven games going back to last year. Uh, they got accustomed to winning after sort of a slow start. Um, Sean Elliott is a good coach. They have good athletes. They have good players. Um, and it, and it is a shot for them to taste that sweet, sweet victory like they tasted against Tennessee a couple of years ago. But I, I'm going to tell you this, the culture on that Tennessee football team at the beginning of that year, uh, and the attitude, of some of those guys and the quarterback Garantano and all that, uh, they're not at, at this Carolina team's level. Now, they did rally. That and credit to them and, and that team that year at Tennessee. They rallied and won the last six games that season after losing. Yeah. They lost not only Georgia State. They lost to BYU. <laughs> Tyce, Tyson Williams, uh, you know. Um, anyway, uh, so, so I, I think this Carolina team is out with something to prove, right? And, and, and I think that – should make you feel a little better. All right. Justin says, awesome interview with Chance and Hillary. Amazing minds and the kind of forward thinking the Gamecocks need. I noticed they were both complimentary of Carolina Rise. So as a member, that inspired a question. Obviously, you have to go through the university for deals. How does that process work? Just for an example, with Gigi being able to approach him with the idea. Where does that start? 
and how does it get to finish? No trade secrets, just a basic run through the process. Um, it just depends. Um, with, 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 with Carolina Rise, what we do, we just go, hey, you know, we want to pay you to do XXX promotional, you know, and, and it's all promotions with us. We don't really get into content or anything like that, and we'll pay you X. And it, it's kind of simple, you know. Um, we don't really even have to go through the university to do it. Uh, so, so that's that. Now, if you are a business and you want to hook up with a specific player and, and do a deal, uh, that's either going to be through the exchange uh, or with this new marketing company they're bringing in. Um, now we do help businesses, but, but it's more of a, a wham, bam, you know, <laughs> one shot deal uh, with, with our affiliated uh, Carolina rise businesses. So that that's kind of how it works. But um you know, uh, as far as that goes. And, and, and I'll be honest, everybody's kind of still feeling their way out in all this, Justin. Uh, I also appreciate you being a member of Carolina Rise. Uh, that's still very, very important um, for a number of reasons with the Carolina in the NIL space. All right. Uh, oh, Noah, we're going to – Noah wants to know about playoff picks. He's got Utah in the playoff. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to discuss that, me and Phil, tomorrow and uh, give you our playoff picks because um, we're going to cheat and watch these t- these games tonight and, and probably <laughs> See pick, pick Pittsburgh to go to the office. Right. Anyway, Next thing you know we're picking Mizzou to go all the way. Uh, by the way, one more final shot. I'm going to remind you, manscaped.com, code Big Spur. Tiffany, uh, this is the best way to end the show. Let's, let's just put Tiffany's little uh, – you know, up there. All right, Tiff. She says, as a woman, I'm a huge fan of Manscaped. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's 20 percent off. Big Spur. Free shipping. Yeah. Don't take it from us. Take it from Tiffany. Take it from Tiffany. Help us out. Get 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 a t-shirt or something. Anyway. Thanks. Oh, and just to acknowledge Zach since he's listening, he's on Twitter. We know that we all make mistakes, but just you know, Todd's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that is that upset because we're making fun of Todd? So he's like, y'all constantly crack on Todd Ellis, but I hear JC make mistakes on people's names multiple times every show. Yeah, bro, we all do it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, oh, I called Barry Odom Dave Odom the other day. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man, it's entertainment, brother. That's right. Yeah, hey, it's we're all just laughing. And hey, yeah. we're, Todd's on our team, so nobody's Zach, hurt, nobody's Zach, hating Todd. Zach, you are you are in the I don't give a damn if you listen category. <laughs> how about that? No. How about, how about you, go 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 listen to reruns of Carolina calls? That escalated um, quickly. Anyway, we will only criticisms of that nature. Zach, uh, care of ten sixty West Addison, Chicago, Illinois six zero six one three. Thank you. <laughs> for phil mullinax this is jc sherbert up appreciate brad crawford chris phillips uh, about to jump on the spurs up show in 13 minutes don't forget you can always get this show by the way i'm not a professional play-by-play guy <laughs> i don't get paid to do play-by-play i actually have nightmares about it Zach. anyway for Philip Mullinax, this is J.C. Sherbert, uh, about to jump on the Spurs Up show. Thank you to Brad Crawford and to Chris Phillips for joining us today. A lot of fun. This show, tomorrow's Friday, folks. One more show 
before we kick it all off for real, please enjoy the games tonight. I know I'm going to. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys tuning into the show each and every day. All right, that's it. We're out and talk to you soon.